Hola, hola, what's going on, GNGs? This is Tracking Cryptos to Connect, and this is the Everyday People segment. So, for this episode, it's going to be um, a switch up. Usually, I take the Daily Talk and the Everyday People segment and I put them together to make one whole episode, but I'm switching up the format, so it's going to be now standalone um, segments. So, the Everyday People segment is going to be a whole episode by itself. And that's going to be the move going forward where it's going to be three segments and that's going to be the daily talk segment, the um, everyday people segment and the conversations with segment and there'll be separate episodes. So just had to let you guys know about that switch up. And for this episode, I have the opportunity to talk with Rebecca Samuels. She is a CPA, and for full disclosure, she's actually my CPA. And I just figured it would it would be something worth having her on and just talking about what she's seen going on in the blockchain space and the whole taxes thing. And I'm hoping that you know somebody gets inspired if they're doing taxes and they want to get into this side of the clientele base. Hey, you should reach out. Um, but anyhow, GNGs, listen on, enjoy, and here we go. Hey, what's going on, GNGs? Welcome to another episode of Trekking Cryptos to Connect. I am Trek, and that is the name of what this show is, Trekking Cryptos to Connect. If you don't know, the basic idea is to talk with people who are at the forefront, at the ground level um, within the space as far as helping people understand cryptocurrencies and blockchain technology and like how it relates to what's going on in a day-to-day life and right here i have with me well not right here physically but i am able to talk with someone who has definitely helped me and in full disclosure she is actually the cpa for me and like dealing with stuff for my company so um i can vouch on the end of she knows what she's talking about because if she didn't I wouldn't have been like, hey, I want you to please help me with this tax situation. <laughs> and I actually, and she doesn't know this, but like, I actually went to one of your presentations and like listened to you talk first. And I was like, okay, all right, that's interesting. All right, I see where she's at. All right, she, she crosses the T's and dots the I's. Like, I, I, I actually went out and scouted. And then I was oh, like, okay. I have to actually, um, make the step now to actually say hey this is who i am i would you please help me with this and blah 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 and that's how we came to our uh, um meeting of understanding or whatever but enough of me ranting rebecca if you could please give us a little bit about you and how you got here into this whole crypto thing okay so um my name's rebecca samuels i'm located out in washington dc Um, But I have literally, because of the space that we're in, I've literally served clients all over the world. I think my farthest client right now is, it's it's between Sydney, Australia and Japan, because I actually was serving someone out there. And the majority of my clients are cryptocurrency clients. How did I get here? Um, You know, long story that I'll make extremely short. I found my way somehow into accounting. I think after uh, the last recession, um, my background is in criminology. I have a criminology degree and it wasn't working for me. So I found myself in accounting and somehow after doing the undergrad in accounting, the bachelor's in accounting, accounting, sitting for the CPA exam and uh, relocating to the Washington DC area, I found myself um, 
starting my own business and trying to figure out exactly what type of clientele I wanted to serve, what could I do? And as a new CPA coming in this space or as a new CPA period, you know, my competition is people that already have existing businesses. So I decided to take on the niche of cryptocurrency just as something that uh, it's new, not too many other CPAs were involved in the space. Um, I thought it was something that it was very interesting to learn as more as I learned more about the blockchain technology and um, which is behind cryptocurrency. And so that's where I am now. I'm a certified uh, blockchain expert. Um, I took one of those courses and received that certification and um, doing a lot more work in cryptocurrency, helping clients and assisting with tax matters before the IRS. Um, I've done a lot of interviews. It's been very interesting. Uh, today is actually October 15th, which is the final tax day. I just finished my last crypto tax return last yeah. night. <laughs> <one AM. laughs> so yeah. everything is good here. And I'm, I'm hoping for more business. I'm hoping to assist more people. I'm hoping to meet more people from all over that, uh, you know, could definitely use my services. Uh, I would like to say G and G's. This is what I'm talking about when it comes to the whole thing of you don't have to have a technical background. And case in point, she just explained she was in one other different career field and had a degree in it, and then switched over and went in this direction. Um, and this is how early we are in the space as far as you can do things like that. And, you know, there, there's nothing stopping you outside of you having the, the drive or the interest or the combination of the two. And then eventually coming across, you know, people who can point you in the right direction as far as the informational resources you need to, to build your knowledge base. And then you have to then put it into practice and actually make, you know, accomplishments and stuff. And, I have to say, like I said, like I went out and scouted and I, I, I saw what she was talking about in her presentation and it was making sense. And for where I was in Maryland, I, I couldn't find anybody who really understood it and was like willing to deal with the taxes stuff. And I found her luckily enough. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, so, all right, we get how you got in. Um, you're seeing clients like globally at this point. Yeah. And so runtime, how long have you been on the, the accounting side for the cryptos? Accounting for cryptos has literally been a year now. So I've have a long standing relationship in accounting and, you know, background in money and handling money. And, you know, I've had 15 years of that experience, but this is the first time where I'm putting together everything that I've pretty much learned from in-school theory accounting to working as a bank teller and understanding what bank ledgers are, this is the first time I'm actually piecing it all together. So I only have one year in crypto, but it's, I want to say it's a very impactful year. A lot of my clients, when I say a lot, um, there's a significant number that have been in cryptocurrency since I think the earliest date I've counted so far is 2012. So mm -hmm. I had to do a little bit of forensic auditing or forensic accounting sort of to go ahead and try to piece back transactions that far. Because as you know, there's plenty of exchanges that have gone defunct. Um, Mt. Gox, for example, 
There's others that no longer service U.S.-based customers because they don't want to uh, comply with KYC and anti-money laundering um, policies. So they've decided, hey, you know, you can't be on our platform anymore. Uh, for the most part, um, my clients have been able to help me piece back their information, but it's been a challenge and it's been an interesting challenge just due to the fact that I've learned so much. My clients have taught me so much that I don't know about cryptocurrency that makes me even more knowledgeable now. Mm, okay. Okay. So with that being said then for when you started, so I guess to say that'd be last year, 2017, you started taking on clients who were dealing yes. with the 2016 year stuff. What have you noted in the space as far as, you know, how, well, I guess it would be more specific to your clients, but just what have you noted from that 2017 to how things have played out this year? We had, you made an interesting point to me the other day um, that you said, and I brought it up to one or two other people, and I don't know if you remember it, but go with that first part of the question. What have you noted in the, in the difference or maturity or like whatever changeover? Well, I've noticed that the exchanges are becoming a lot more compliant to um, especially U.S. regulations, but also um, making sure that the clients have the data. Again, when I say that I've had to piece back a lot of information, there were times where I'm staring at a ledger that maybe has about 90,000 lines and I'm filtering through everything to try to make sure that the ledger makes sense. I've become such an expert at it now, I can quickly do this, but there were nights where I was, you know, when this first began, there were nights where I'm sitting up here like, oh my God, how is this gonna work? But, you know, I can filter through it now. Um, Excel has become my friend. Has it not? Yes. It has become my friend. It helps me filter through things so much faster. Um, but again, uh, what has changed? I haven't seen that the exchanges are getting a lot more compliant and they're uh, reporting. So for example, I, I've been on exchanges for over a year now, right? But I recently signed on to Poloniex because I had a client that was doing some Poloniex work and I wanted to just see what, what happened there and what was going on. I found out that Poloniex is now requiring social security numbers to be entered in. If I remember correctly, I had to enter mine in just to get an account there. And I was like, well, that's very interesting because before they were like, hey, just show us a picture of your ID and mm -hmm. take a snapshot. Now they're oh. actually requesting for identifiable information, which goes along with them being able to report people, not necessarily to the IRS, but to other, other government entities. I remember when I first started looking at this about last July, um, I started talking with some crypto folks in the space and I said, hey, I'm, I'm trying to see if I can make this a niche. Can I talk to you and everything else like that? I had one guy tell me, hey, crypto's not taxable. I just load my crypto onto prepaid cards and that's how I get my money. The IRS isn't going to get me. And I was like, okay, all right. But I think um, now it's not going to be as easy to do what he's doing before. So, mm -hmm. you know, if, if you're somebody that's legally in the space, I don't necessarily see that you have anything to worry about as long as you're doing what you need to do and, you know, you're reporting your taxes and you comply and everything else. Right now, the focus is going to be on individuals that, you know, bought Bitcoin at 13 cents and maybe cashed out at 20,000 and bought a Lamborghini and didn't pay their taxes 
or even more so, you know, uh, I'm sorry, uh, you know, terrorists, funding terrorism, uh, funding any other type of crime. Um, the blockchain is not anonymous. They eventually can find you, <laughs> you know, so it's like one of these things where it's like, again, you know. I'm just saying, you, you can't beat the anonymity of straight cash. That right? is true. You can't. But at some point, it, like, again, the exchange of cash, it, when we're talking about ledgers again, we're talking about accounting, you're giving something to get something. And that's the premise of accounting. Accounting is what are you giving and what are you getting in return? So if someone gets cash, then they're going to see a, a wealth of crypto being given to somebody else, right? All of this is being followed on the blockchain and they can easily piece through who people are coming Again, it, this is all just so interesting the way that it can be done. <laughs> yeah, the forensic side of it, we, we, yeah, that, that's a whole nother conversation because there's some other stuff that I recently became aware of that I will definitely have to talk with you offline about. Okay. Um, that, yeah, I was at a consensus launch party thing in DC and someone said something and I was like, what? Well, you know, something that I just talked about with some uh, crypto people about this weekend, I said, you know, if you go on Indeed.com and just look for blockchain, just keyword blockchain, just look for blockchain, there are companies that are hiring now because they want to be able to be the ones to get the government contracts to go ahead and find people on yep. the blockchain that's doing the money laundering and everything yep. else. So you gotta think about it like this, the government's playing the same game that everybody else is. So it's like, you know, if you're doing the right thing, I don't necessarily see you have- All right, G&G, so you know we have to do the whole sponsor part. This episode is brought to you by Trek Smart Consulting, where they take cryptocurrency and blockchain technology and put content into context. An example being, do you have a crypto asset inheritance plan and where do you have your passwords or your um, seed phrases at? Do your loved ones know what to do with them once they have them? Do they even know how to access them? If you have no idea what I'm talking about, maybe you should reach out to TrekSmartConsulting.com and have a 30-minute free consultation on what you can do to improve that situation. All right, G&Gs, back to the rest of the conversation. Enjoy. Have, um, having a problem, it's just the people that aren't doing the right thing or using the money for the wrong reasons, those are the people that the government's really going to be trying to go after. I'm, I'm going to throw a spin on that one. I, I think it also goes with if you're doing what is considered the right thing now, because who knows what to say the rule is going to be 10 years down the road, and not to mention blockchain is forever folks so just because they can't quote look at your stuff now what happens five years down the road when the algorithms and the the data sniffing technology works out better to be able to go backlog at the stuff that was going on in 09 in 2010 this is the thing not a lot of people who are just coming into the space really get you can ZK snarf and Monero stuff all you want, but if you're not really, really like crossing your T's and dotting your I's, if you're moving around things that way, trust and believe down the road, you might get that knock at the door or that um, text in your phone or that email in your inbox. Like, hey, we know this blah, blah, blah. 
Actually, that's actually a very good point because I did have someone else tell me that same thing. I'm just going to uh, convert all my crypto into Monero or some other privacy coin. And yes, there is that, you know, break in the, in the, in the chain because of that conversion. But again, technology is ever evolving and you never know. I mean, again, it still has to come up and that's, that's what it is, right? I tell people this all the time. What's the point of being a crypto millionaire if you can't spend it? Well, but then it also boils down to where you try to spend it. <laughs> that is that is true. I mean, if you're if you're if you're um, buying it on the on the dark market, I guess uh, you don't have anything to worry about, right? But I'm sorry. Like, not even on the dark market though, because look at it this way, right? If I had issue in a country that had jurisdiction saying, well. We don't allow it here, case in point, like a, um, India. Mm -hmm. All right, pump it. I'm just going to move over to Estonia and become a digital citizen of Estonia, start a company, make my company work out, and then pay all of my people in whatever thing, crypto-related. And I, I don't worry about India anymore. Or if I'm in, what you call it? Um, Venezuela is the use case example of so many crypto-related like concepts. Mm -hmm. um, but it, it, it points as the example of if my government's doing this, I don't want to mess with that. Okay, Dash is bigger than Bitcoin down there as, as far as use case. Mm -hmm. Dash is the big thing down there, right? Uh, so if the government then one day decides, well, bump it, like we're just going to cut off everything internet wise and like none of y'all can use nothing but the intranet and then the Petro, people will be ingenuitive enough to figure out how to make those transactions happen outside mm -hmm. of that government layer. Like, that's one of the things I like about this space, the ingenuity of people. Whether it be good or bad, I appreciate and respect <laughs> the ingenuity. Yeah, I, I can definitely say that. I've learned a lot. I, I've, I've learned about the dark web since 2014. I was actually trained on that for a prior job that I had to find um, people that were against the environment they were going into the dark web and you know what they wanted elephant tusk and stuff like that so i was trained on the dark web for a few years now but i will say now is is where i've really really learned how vast the internet is mm -hmm. and how little we really are on it like it's it's amazing to me so you know what that reminds me of? It's like when I first learned about um, getting like a MCSE certification, like to understand that, yeah, a lot of people use Windows as far as like Windows 10 and like, um, you know, Microsoft Office Suite and all that fun stuff. But the actual back end of what you could do when you understand the Microsoft level stuff that works on it it opens up like a whole 90 plus percent of your computer where you're like, oh, I can do this. <laughs> and it's the same thing for the internet as how we look at it now with, you know, a lot of what you see is just the front end stuff. But then when you get into the back end of what the internet internet is, it's a whole nother world. I agree. Yeah. Um, okay. Where was I going to go? Uh, it was, uh, I forgot where I was going to go just now. <sighs> what you notice? What you see? And powerful prediction wise. Okay. I want to bring that point up that you had made about 
the taxes thing, and then um, prices and other things going up. And if you could just like draw the points together so that- Yeah, you know, I mean, again, I'm, I'm, I'm just uh, a little CPA. I really don't know what the government's gonna do and everything else like that. But I, I just see that if the government is having a really, really hard time taxing cryptocurrency, they may find other avenues to tax the cryptocurrency. Maybe they'll go after the exchanges a bit more. Uh, maybe uh, if people, I think the conversation we were having was if people started using crypto more than they did that actual fiat dollar, mm-hmm. what would happen? And in that case, again, if, 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 if people are not paying their crypto taxes, then I just think they'll find other ways to tax because at the end of the day, this is a revenue. Now, when it comes down to it, I think the actual numbers are pretty small in comparison to tax evasion period. Crypto tax evasion is actually not that high in comparison to other things. If, if I remember the grid correctly, it was like Schedule C uh, business filers. Uh, they are the ones that don't pay their taxes that more, especially if they get paid in cash. I, I don't remember the grid, but I think that's what it was. But again, if if let's say we have another runoff, like what happened in last December, or let's just say the actual uh, value of Bitcoin goes higher and stays, uh, um, stays, uh, what you call it? Uh, I'm sorry, the word's slipping me right now. It stays flat at the value that it is. So if it gets to that point and the value goes up, again, we're talking about people not paying their taxes, the value's gone up on something, they're able to buy more because when the value goes up, you can get more of whatever you're trying to get in trades for crypto and everything else. You know, at that point, if people are not paying their taxes, I just see the taxes being shifted to something else. But Mm. I I will be honest with you, crypto taxes um, from the last class that I took a look at, um, crypto tax evasion isn't that high, but you also got to figure only about is it two to ten percent of the u.s population is even in crypto right now i mean Mm -hmm. we have a lot more to go there's very there's not that many of us in cryptocurrency in the u.s so imagine when that number gets higher you understand what i mean because it is going to get higher it's just not it's not there yet and this is why i took care of the cpa (laughs) (laughs) Um, okay, so let me let me get to the, the closer part of it. Like that is a good point. And so I asked everyone this question on the end of what is a cryptocurrency or blockchain product or service that you use and that you would tell someone else about? Ah, oh, that's a good question. Um I'm gonna be honest with you, for right now, I I'm still learning. Um, I definitely want to get more involved in blockchain because eventually this is going to really hit uh, the accounting field. And as I'm an accountant slash auditor, I know it's going to impact me a lot. Um, We're not going to audit the same way that we used to and everything else. Um, But as as an investor, I'm currently still just going ahead, taking a look at coins, taking a look at projects that I think could get there. Um, I invest my, my money in that. I have a reoccurring payment going to Binance, buying more Bitcoin, 
and we'll see exactly what happens. I'm really excited. I'm kind of scared. I'm kind of apprehensive. I'm kind of anxious and kind of excited again. But this is, again, just a whole new world that's being opening up to us right now that we're still at the I think we're at the end of the beginning. Now it's going to move into something where it's like mainstream banks are coming in and investment mm -hmm. firms and all that other stuff. So I think we're at the end of the beginning right now. If people aren't in at this point, by the time we get to the middle, I think it's going to be too late for the average uh, consumer. Okay. Okay. On that end, um, I guess you. Uh, so here we are at the close. I really appreciate you taking the time to talk with me on this. And like I said, GNGs, the whole point of Trek and Cryptos to connect is to showcase that there are people that are coming into the space from different, you know, walks of life and they're coming at, at different points. Not everybody's a dev. Not everyone is a trader. Not everyone is um, a, a hodler. You know, the way that this mass adoption thing is going to happen is going to be like this. It takes all types to get this to go. And Rebecca is a perfect example of that. You need the person who's able to deal with giving you the proper accounting of your assets for you. Okay. And so if you could just leave some contact information uh, for anybody who might be interested in your services or just looking to know more about maybe coming in as a CPA. Please. Okay. Yeah, they can um, definitely go to my website, which is Pythagus. My company's name is Pythagus. That's spelled P-Y-T-H-A-G-U-S. And that's Pythagus.com. I do have a conference scheduler on the bottom of the first page. So uh, the best way to reach me is literally just to make an appointment, find an available time slot. It's connected right to my calendar. We can do a Zoom meeting or we could talk on the phone, um, whichever one you pick. Other than that, um, send me an email. I respond within 24 business hours. Right now is a slow period for me, so <laughs> uh, I'd like to do more talks and more interviews. And just something for uh, you, I wanted to say if you know if you end up having questions, maybe from people that are listening to the podcast, or maybe mm -hmm. things that uh, people talk about, because I know you go to a lot more blockchain and cryptocurrency meetings than I do. I, I need to get back out there, <laughs> but. Um, let me know because I would definitely do like another meeting where we can go over different things. And again, not necessarily as tax advice because unless I'm working with someone directly, it's just general information. But I know there's a lot of questions out there about cryptocurrency taxes and I would definitely love to help people understand it more. And, you know, maybe if they have their own accountant and they say, hey, um, I just want to bring some information back to my person, I'd love to be able to answer that. Okay, yeah, that definitely sounds like a thing right there. And so you heard it here, folks. If you got questions, like either contact her directly or send them my way, and then I could work out doing something more on a regular basis with having Rebecca on, but we could talk about, you know, what people need to be aware of when it comes to this whole crypto and the, the government and taxes and stuff. And don't forget, even if you're outside of the U.S., if you got that U.S. citizenship, you're still accountable. Technically, yeah. If you are a U.S. citizen, you're still supposed to be paying taxes. Now, you may have certain exclusions because you're out the country, but you're still supposed to be reporting and filing. So definitely want to keep aware of that, too. The outreach of the government does not stop at the U.S. borders. They just try to figure out what's the likelihood of them catching a big fish, you know? Yep.
that's what it is. Um, so I just want to say thank you again for coming on. I really appreciate. And that's what it is right now, G&Gs. Thanks for listening. And hopefully you liked it and you'll share it and let you know other people know this is what Trek and Crypto to Connect is all about. Thank you, Rebecca, for coming on. Thank you. Have a great day. You too. All right, there you have it, G&Gs. That is the conversation for the Everyday People segment with me and Rebecca. And like I said, um, I just thought it was a relevant thing to have her on because she's a CPA, X amount of us who live in the States. We want to keep it on the, you know, up and up. And we don't want Uncle Sam getting at us about our cryptos and this, that, and the third. And so it made sense just to have her on. And hopefully if you're a um, accountant, CPA level stuff, and you want to get into the space, this inspired you to, you know, make that move, learn more, get, you know, reach out to her. If you're looking for a CPA period, I definitely recommend reaching out to her. Cause like I said, I use her um, for my taxes, but this is to the close of it. And I would like to say thank those of you. Thanks to those of you who uh, are returning listeners. And thanks to those of you who have just found me for the first time. And if you could, please share, like, thumbs up, tweet, repost, um, make a comment, leave a bad comment or a good comment. Just make a comment. And I really appreciate because without you, GNGs, I don't get the word out about this. And I know that I'm not doing what the trendy thing is, which is to talk about, you know, price stuff and mooning and Lamboing and trading and da 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 da. But I think that these conversations do have an added value to getting people to understand what my whole thing is from the beginning for mass adoption to happen it is about the everyday people at the ground level at the forefront and that's why i started really pushing this segment of trekking cryptos to connect everyday people so until the next one gngs um you know go out learn something read something reach out if you got any questions like i said and yeah that's it one